What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to a very special mini episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Hey, I'm Joe. <laughs> so on this very special episode, we have an interview with Steve Dodge that we recorded previously, and we asked him a bunch of questions about the Disc Golf Pro Tour and and uh, just disc golf in general, and uh, we figure we'll just get right to that. So without further ado, enjoy. Enjoy. Okay, here on the line with us, we have Steve Dodge, the Vibram Open Tournament Director and Director of the uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour, and we're going to ask him a few questions. This is Robin, and we have Joe. Thanks for joining us, Steve, right off the bat. Um, so one thing that we're going to try and do with our interviews is kind of do like the origin story. So if you could please just kind of give us um, your background, kind of how you came up in the sport and kind of how you eventually landed into the role you're in now. Okay. Um, there is, I guess, one thing I should say before we start, and uh, that is that the, the PDGA has made an offer to buy the Disc Golf Pro Tour. I thought this would be a good place wow. to re- release that information. Yeah. That's and just, amazing. you know, I'm That's kidding. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, the, uh, the origin story of this, uh, I guess, would go back officially to 2006. Um, I was on serving on the PDGA board, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to uh, adjust the national tour to give it a better chance to succeed in pushing the pro side of the sport forward. So uh, I was known on the board as as one of the pro centric um, board members. I put forward a plan, and uh, and it was it was voted down pretty strongly. I think it was five to two against. But uh, then in in 2008, I tried again. And then in 2010, I was not on the board anymore, and I tried to uh, – we formed an NT committee, a national tour committee, and we put forward a bunch of recommendations, um, which were, again, not, not accepted by the PDGA. Uh, basically, what, the things that I wanted to do were, were a pretty significant leap away from what the national tour was doing. And uh, a lot of times it's difficult to make, to make those jumps. So right. I, don't, I don't fault the PDGA for, for not wanting to – to take the leap of faith that I believed we needed to take. So that, that's the origin story because uh, basically the, the pro tour is, is what I'd always hoped that the, the national tour would become. So that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's where it was born. And I always thought it should be MPO and FPO only. I always thought that it should, it should make sense geographically so the pros can, can afford to tour. And, uh, and I always thought it should have a, a meaningful point series, which culminates in a tour championship. Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point. Being that most of our our professional players don't make all that much money at all, and making the the tour make sense will just get more talent to your events and and give you better uh, better overall product. So, and certainly to your notes to the PDGA, you've had no trouble over over your time uh, opposing the PDGA when you <laughs> felt necessary. Uh, you're absolutely right, and I'll go ahead and say that uh, the, the PDGA and the Pro Tour are both doing the same thing. We're both growing the sport. Um, the Pro Tour is obviously focusing on the pro side. The PDGA is the governing body of the sport. We're all rowing in the same direction. If we can, we should absolutely work directly together. And uh, actually, earlier this week, I guess when people listen to this, it'll be last week, uh, I actually just put forward a, an article 
outlining how the PDG and Pro Tour are actually working together this year. So things have improved dramatically from from the uh, from from an announcement I made last season saying things weren't going well, and, and now we are, in fact, all working together, and things are, are I would say, very good. Yeah, well, that's excellent, and I think that's you know part of the deal. Sometimes you need to speak up to be heard and to uh, align on things. And yeah. it looked like the schedule ended up working out uh, uh, pretty well overall in terms of uh, geographic location of the tournaments and things like that. So it sounds like uh, everybody came back to the table and, and worked out a lot of the, the details. Yeah, and I do want to reiterate a point that you kind of made that um, you guys are both working to grow the sport. Uh, and I think that's kind of just the world of, of disc golf and I guess – uh, I would consider ourselves like disc golf media is is to grow it, and I think the more we can align all together, the better it will be for the sport. So, um, good on you guys both for getting together on that point, and good on you guys for uh, for helping to grow the media side of it. And I uh, I thank you. No we're, we're trying. It's a yeah. podcasting's a very high paying job, so that helps. <laughs> so good joke. I uh, ho- hopefully I'll break into that that profession soon, so because I I could use some money. You know, right. yeah, it's it's fiercely competitive, and uh, there's a big money at stake. So just be ready to bring your A game. And by big money at stake, we mean the money that we spend ourselves in order just to do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so Steve, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what the Disc Golf Pro Tour has in store for us, especially from uh, the standpoint of the tournaments themselves and what kind of coverage we'll be seeing? So the, uh, I'll just say uh, regarding the tournaments, we uh, expanded from five events to nine events. Uh, and then obviously we still have the Tour Championship. So last year there were a total of six events, and this year there's a total of ten. So we've, we've expanded the number of events. That the goal is to grow it into a – a comprehensive North American tour of the, of the premier event. And, uh, mm-hmm. and this, this, this year is a good step in that direction. Uh, regarding coverage this year, uh, we will have Smashbox doing live coverage of every event again this year for the first and last event, which, yeah, it's very exciting. These, those guys do a very good job. Uh, the first and last events will both be four-day coverage, and all of the other events will be three days of coverage. Uh, some of the events in the middle, uh, GMC, Vibram, Jonesboro, are in fact four-day events, but we're only going to cover the final day. So we'll have some extra yeah. extra video assets and some highlights. Um, I fully expect at every event we will have uh, comprehensive edited video coverage from folks like uh, Jomez, Prodigy, and Central Coast. The Memorial... At the memorial, all three of them will be there. So we will have edited video coverage of a tournament than almost that we've ever had. I suspect there's been some Ledgestone events that have had more. Uh, Nate, Nate obviously does a really good job of that. So yeah, that's the that's other the yeah. other exciting yes, yeah, it's, it's it's great what we're doing, and it's obviously great what Nate's doing, and we're all growing it. the The other exciting side of this is the women. The Women will be teeing off early at each event, um, unless they're going to be the featured card, like on day two at the memorial. And we will have a camera covering them, and then we will create edited footage of the women, which will be interspersed during the coverage of the men, which is going to be live. 
So, oh, that's uh, such in, a great idea. It, it should be wonderful. So in theory, the, the men would tee off on hole one while they're walking down the fairway rather than seeing shaky camera. We will cut to an edited piece of the women playing hole one and so people can sort of follow along, both the men and the women, during live coverage. So I'm very excited about 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 being able to offer that. This has all been worked out in theory, and uh, my guess is we'll, we'll massage it and figure out sometime over the next first, second, third days of the memorial. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, uh, definitely as an avid uh, watcher, you know, there's definitely a lot of downtime, so it sounds pretty fantastic to have um, the FPO coverage kind of interspersed. And that that's an excellent use of, of that shaky camera time, too. And we'll hopefully improve that live broadcast. I think one of the things people complain about the most about those live broadcasts is the downtime. So anything you can do to make use of that is, is going to improve those broadcasts. And uh, I think I've heard of Smashbox before and that they do a, a pretty good job. But let, let's be honest. People are going to complain anyways. They already are complaining when they're getting free live coverage of disc golf. So, you know, give them so, more free stuff and they'll find something else to complain about. The other the other aspect, I'm glad you touched on Smashbox and the fact that they do a great job. One one other thing that the Pro Tour is bringing to the table with Smashbox is UDisc. Uh, you guys, as I'm sure you're aware, UDisc will be providing uh, the instant scoring and the instant stats for, for the tournament. And that, those... And it's, it's, the word instant is important there because uh, during the live coverage, Smashbox will be able to pull up stats and scoring information in real time. So when they, when they show Nate Doss playing you know, on hole 14 of the Memorial and they show that he's 10 of 13 fairway percentage, that'll, that'll be accurate as, you know, as of that moment. And uh, mm-hmm. the... The UDIS guys have done a really good job of, of making their stats easier for the Smashbox guys to incorporate. So I fully expect we'll get even more statistics than we had last year. And additionally, the Smashbox guys have committed to having an extra person helping Johnny in the booth for the Pro Tour event to pull the UDISC stats and put them on the, on the screen. So not only will we have less shaky camera time, we should have more... Uh, more in, insight information coming from the statistics than, than we had last year. That's really cool. A little bit of analysis to add to the to the picture as well. Exactly. We'll, we'll certainly gain some more interest and, and get people a little bit more educated on, on the sport itself. Um, right. Just don't have too much analysis because then, like, we don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Terry to mess some things up. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we, we have no doubt that he's capable of that. <laughs> That, that's certain. When you uh, talk Steve, enough, what, you have the ability to mess things up. It, it's yep. amazing how easy it is to say stupid things when you're just talking for four hours. So, <laughs> right. Some of us can do it even quicker than that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've been working hard on that for a long time. <laughs> See, one of the things that you've been famous for over the years is some of your more creative events that go along with the tournaments and your ability to create just not only a great event for the pros themselves, but also to gain interest for spectators and people that want to come out and watch. Uh, what what do we have in store for the Disc Golf Pro Tour this year for the people that will come and watch the event? I am very glad you mentioned that. Uh, in addition to the 
the on-course on activations, for example, the Zuka truss and the Keen and Night Eyes OB walls and uh, some elevated baskets, that, that stuff's going to be seen by everybody all around the world that's watching. Uh, the other exciting thing that happens at all Pro Tour events is the festival. Uh, the, the festival of the flying discs, as we call it. Uh, disc Tactoe was the big hit, and that's the game everybody loved to see. And this year we're, we're, we did some significant adjustments to the festival, recognizing that disc golfers love to throw discs into baskets. So three of our games this year are actually uh, putting games, and some of them are speed games, some of them are marksman challenge, trying to get it into those, those ridiculously thin marksman baskets that Dynamic makes. And then obviously we still have this act toe. Uh, and then we obviously, obviously, double obviously, we have the, uh, the Paragon speed range still there so people can throw it as fast as they want. Uh, so we've basically taken the festival, gotten rid of some of the games that weren't as much fun, added games that we think will, will potentially be as much fun, if not even more so than this act toe was. And the, so that, that's going to be available to everybody. The, the festival will be available every night. Uh, if the players' party is happening somewhere else, then those nights we actually take a night off. But other than that, every night at, at the event. The extra thing that we're doing with the festival this year is pre we created a festival tournament. Uh, one of my favorite things to do in life is to compete with my friends in tons of different games. So we created this World Cup format where you have 32 people uh it's uh, eight pools of four, and then you play everybody in your pool in three different games, round robin. So you, in the first round, you play nine games. So you play all three people in your in your bracket in this tac toe, and then in, in the portal putting pole, and then in the speed range game. And then the top two guys from each advance to round two, and you do it again. And then people advance to the finals, and they do it again. And it uh, for, for me, it's just going to be the most most fun possible because. Uh, getting to compete against a lot of people in a lot of games in a quick amount of time and with the opportunity to win some prizes is, uh, is exactly what I'm all about. That's, uh, in my opinion, that's what the world should be doing constantly. Just competing. Yeah, no, that games. sounds great. And I, and I just want to step back. I know you said, uh, disc golfers really like to throw discs and baskets, but let's be honest. Disc golfers just really like to throw stuff at other stuff. <laughs> that's exactly right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't despair the silly pint knockdown just because it's not baskets. It's kind of fun to knock a pyramid of silly pints down too. Definitely. <laughs> on to the next part of that. You mentioned early on uh, before we started this that you've got some exciting new merchandise for the Disc Golf Pro Tour. Why don't you tell us what, what that's going to look like? Well, I'll go ahead and say that we've, uh, we've, made, we've made fantastic partnerships with, uh, with nine disc manufacturers i'm very excited that they are all willing to buy in and uh and recognize that they are getting uh a fair shake for for their for their sponsorship money it's, it's not an easy thing necessarily to, to convince everybody of that but uh, they, they believe in the pro tour they believe in me and uh and they know they know they're getting a fair shake which is awesome so and then the second side of that is these companies have, have stepped up and they're giving us fantastic discs that I'm kind of, kind of blown away actually how quickly we are moving through these discs. Many of the discs sell out before we even, during the pre-order week. Um, hmm. 
one of the new discs that we have coming out is a plasma octane from MVP. And the only place you'll be able to get it, at least through the spring, is uh, is, is the DGPT. So that's awesome. We're we're really excited to have like exclusivity on high value discs that, that people are going to want, and uh, that kind of partnership is is really pushing us uh, forward and making everything work really well. Um, regarding merchandise in general, things started going super well with the uh, with the trading cards last year. We we sold out of those I think about ten days after after they went on sale, and people kept saying, "Are you going to get more? Are you going to get more?" And we're like, "Oh, we we announced this. We're making two hundred and fifty of these of each deck, and, and there it is." And uh, and for the people that have them, congratulations! You have a, a small piece of history. And uh, for the people that want them, I'd say uh, eBay and Facebook are places to go. But once that happened, it, it seems like people started to recognize, wait, this this pro tour thing is real. And people bought in. And so now when we put products out there, people recognize, number one, we, we mean what we say when, when things are limited. People are getting on board nice and quick, which which shows a wonderful amount of support. And I, I can't say thanks enough. Because those are the people that are going to watch, and those are the people that our, our sponsors want to see. And, and everything is just genuinely trending in the right direction for us. That's fantastic. Yeah, a big portion of, of uh, getting those sponsors to come back is being able to show them something that is, is real. And yes, I have these numbers, this sold, and, and this many people watched, and, and come back and give us more money next year. So that's that's terrific. And I'm, I'm excited to hear about the MVP. It seems like MVP is going to have some, some things in store for us this year. I've seen a lot of posts uh, over various social media outlets of, of uh, exciting things from MVP and Axiom coming this year. So that'll, uh, that'll be fun to watch. 100%. Uh, I'll go ahead and give them an extra little plug. They are, uh, they are sponsoring Central Coast Disc Golf to come to the Memorial, and that is, that is the reason that, that those guys are going to be able to be there. So an extra shout-out to MVP for doing that. Uh, well, that's great. But every one of the companies has stepped up. Discraft gave us uh, 500 Pro Tour special color Jawbreaker Mini Buzz. Um, and if you want a Jawbreaker Mini Buzz, the Pro Tour is the only place you can get them. And if you want one of those special Pro Tour colored Mini Buzzes, uh, I'm sorry you, you missed out because those 500 sold out within two weeks. And that was that was phenomenal. Now we have, uh, we have the only Jawbreaker Mini Buzzes, and those are all from Discraft, and they say Discraft on them, and they're, they're standard Jawbreaker colors. But when it comes to Jawbreaker mini buses, Discraft stepped up and said, here, you guys can do this. Innova stepped up and gave us gorgeous two-color stamped discs that with a with an old-school bottom stamp. And those discs sold out, well, actually, everything but the race sold out super fast. Uh, we have wow. about a handful of race left. But uh, we've, you know, we've already placed reorders with Innovo. We've already, already placed reorders with Dynamic. Prodigy's discs are on the way. Prodiscus discs are on the way. It, yeah, everything's headed, everything's headed in the right direction. It's a very exciting time. Yeah, it's really happening. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it has been for a while, but I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Robin's actually going to his phone right now to try and get one of those Jawbreaker mini buzzes. That is my, my son's go-to driver is the mini buzz. So. <laughs> awesome. But uh, he's good. only three, so it's like the perfect size disc for a, for a three-year-old. So one interesting thing about the Jawbreaker Mini Buzz, 
uh, is when that came and came and sold out so fast, uh, we started having conversations with Zingminis, and Zingminis is actually coming on board as the official mini of the Pro Tour. This craft is obviously a manufacturer of, of golf discs and, and ultimate discs. So they are, they are on board as a disc golf manufacturer, but it, there was a space there and obviously interest. So uh, look for Zing Minis to be coming out uh, probably in the next month or so. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, a real, uh, real hard-hitting question here for our listeners that are, that are out there. We have a lot of listeners, beer lovers, that listen to our show, and, and we have to know what, what your go-to beer is. I drink about one beer a month. It's uh, it's always a, after a very long day uh, at the memorial. I know Sierra Nevada is the, the the beer partner there, so I look forward to raising a Sierra Nevada up there at uh, at the memorial. And I expect it's going to be delicious and feel very good. And, uh, I look forward to raising it raising it with the team. That's, uh, that's a, a terrific beer. I suggest a, a summer fest. Yes, I will give that a go. I'm not a not a beer connoisseur. But uh, when somebody sponsors a tournament, I'm going to raise their beer. That makes sense. I also drink a beer a month. I mean, I drink way more than one a month, but I also <laughs> at least drink one. Make sure to month. get the one in. Right. <laughs> and then we just stop counting after that, typically. Right. Just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other question I have for you is I, I know I've seen and, and heard from you in other places uh, that the Disc Golf Pro Tour is kind of your sole focus and that you have stepped back from, from Vibram. Uh, is, is there still a strong relationship there with Vibram where you'll be working in the future, or are you really putting all your eggs in the Disc Golf Pro Tour basket and uh, stepped away completely? I think my girlfriend could answer very confidently with you uh, to you that I have put all of my eggs in the Disc Golf Pro Tour basket. Um, Fibram and I still have a very good relationship. I, I talk with Jeff Laney, the new guy that's heading up Fibram Disc Golf at least once a week. And uh, as, as I'm sure you know, Vibram is obviously the, the title sponsor for the Vibram Open, one of the Pro Tour events. And they're also on board as a, as a Pro Tour manufacturer partner. Um, I'll go ahead and say that the, the Vibram discs that are coming to the Pro Tour are going to be very rare, very coveted, and uh, it's very amazing. I'm, I'm very excited to see them, and I hope that I manage to I remember to, to grab one for myself so I can put it in my bag. Definitely. Great. Great. Well, Steve, we, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on and answer a few of our questions, and we are extremely excited for the Disc Golf Pro Tour, especially the live coverage. Uh, that, that sounds like it's going to be, you know, raising the bar for, for future broadcasts this year. So we really look forward to that. Right, And of course, if you ever need uh, two random guys to come out and drink beer at your tournaments, you know, <laughs> just let us know. Well, thank you very, very much. And uh, to everybody listening, thank you guys for listening to the Disc Golf Podcast. You guys do a great job. And if you're within a couple of hours of any of our tour stops, please come out, uh, say hello, give me a big hello, say you heard us on the, pro, the, the Disc Golf Podcast. And then, uh, and then challenge me to some festival games. Let's, uh, let's have some fun and let's watch these guys play disc golf. That sounds great. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun interviewing Steve. 
And Joe, do you have any thoughts on some of the things, some of his answers, some of the future things we're going to see? No, I think it's really cool. I'm I'm super excited for the live coverage and them interspersing the the FPO in there. Uh, like I said in the interview, that's the only tough part about live disc golf coverage is the in between holes, that downtime. Mm-hmm. So now that they're putting something in that I want to see just as much is is pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's not a, a new concept of of using pre produced coverage to go in there, but it's great that it's making it into our live broadcast here for disc golf totally and i think like the disc golf world tour decided to put more effort so far anyways into like the produced stuff and putting it out later rather than live coverage and i like i'm in for the live coverage i think that's what i look forward to Mm -hmm. the most is the live coverage i know rob and i have gotten together in the past to watch live coverage together so uh it should be cool it it removes all the spoiler stuff and the waiting. You know, I'm not patient enough or diligent enough to wait and not look at what happened totally. and, and then watch the video. I just I'm not going to do it. I'm going to figure out from the scores who won and then I'll watch it later. But ideally, you can watch it live and and have the action unfold in front of you, uh, just like a lot of other sporting events. So that was great and. Uh, it's good to hear all the all the progress Steve's talking about too. Right, and so. and uh, I'm excited for that Sierra Nevada. Yeah, little Did, partnership. That's fantastic. Yeah, Sierra Nevada. Had, I'm not too terribly surprised because Sierra Nevada has always been a supporter of disc golf. You can go to their online store and they sell disc golf discs with awesome stamps on them. We, we might have, have some. We we too. They uh, they actually sent us some. So they have uh, rocks, wraiths, and AVRs. They all each have their own custom stamp. So make sure and, and go check out Sierra Nevada. And check out the Disc Golf Pro Tour merch because some of those discs sound pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed Steve. He's got a good sense of humor. He got us pretty good a couple oh, of times. Oh, man, he got us. Right <laughs> off the bat, he got us. <laughs> we should have known. We, uh, we, we, uh, we've heard Steve before. He's definitely a jokester. So. Yeah. <laughs> Silly jokester. <laughs> Here we are trying to be trying to be professional interviewers and he just had to go throw a curveball <laughs> that's fine listen <laughs> we're not trying to be that professional <laughs> yeah that's true but that that was a lot of fun and, and hopefully we'll we'll get to talk to steve in the future so all right joe why don't you tell them where to find us on social media so you can find us on twitter at the disc pod you can find us on instagram the disc golf podcast we're on facebook.com slash the disc golf podcast you can simply just send us an email, thediscgolfpodcast at gmail.com. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, we're on basically anything that you listen to podcasts on, we're there. You can even give us a call at 707-939-5476. On the Raptor Range. Yes, indeed. Woohoo! And join us, send us an email, you can join us in our Slack group which is a communication app, but we'd love to have you join us. And we got all kinds of disc golf podcast listeners in there all the time, uh, asking questions, posting videos, setting up time to like play with each other in their local area. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's great. So uh, all you have to do is send us an email, the disc golf podcast at gmail.com and we'll get you on there. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Hopefully it's, you're getting good weather. Like we are not in California and you can get out there and play some disc golf. Get out there and throw stuff at stuff.